Welcome to the very first episode of JP and the Beans Talk. I'm one of your co-hosts, Beans. Mm, and I am the other co-host, JP. Um, and as our first episode, uh, some of the things we're going to talk about is um, just your basic comic book stuff, for the most part. A little bit of pop culture, maybe. A little touch. Really anything but politics, religion. So we'll stay on the good stuff. Yeah, no politics here. No, no, no yeah, whatsoever. That's our shop talk. No, mm-hmm. no politics. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, we're gonna kick some things off with uh, some old school comics. Um, yeah, man. You want to touch on your Kingdom Come first? Or? I do. I do. Let's dive into the old school. And I'm very aware after our kind of pregame talk about how uh, my old school is older than your old school. Yeah. So it's just uh, the reality that I get to embrace as a 33-year-old person. So I'm working on that. I'm not sure I'm coping with it very well. But nonetheless, so Kingdom Come, right? Alex Ross and Mark Wade combined on this bad boy. And it is, I think, one of the best kind of alternate versions of, hey, here's what could have happened say, 15 years down the road. Set in the DC Universe in particular, um, Superman has essentially drawn out of the public eye for reasons unknown at the start of the story. Um, But as the story kind of unfolds, there's this apocalyptic foreshadowing of the end of the world, in particular like the end of superhumans, that um, this kind of random old dude is very weird that is his visual is modeled after Alex Ross, the artist, his dad. Like he literally used him as the visual example of what he wanted this character to look like. That's cool. Kind of a fun fact there. Um, but anyway, this old man, if, if I remember right, I think he's a preacher by vocation, is taken by the specter through different scenes where he gets to observe like Superman in his isolation. He sees the current state of superhumans where essentially superhumans have become more common. Okay, so as time has passed, they've, <laughs> the wrong way to put it, but they've bred. And so they've, they've, bred, they've bred and spread. There's got to be there's got to be a better way of phrasing it, but that's what we've got. That's a perfect way that's of phrasing it. That's what we've got. It. And as they've become more common, they've, for whatever reason, also become less essentially responsible, less altruistic. They're more engage in their own self-interest. Mm-hmm. So instead of fighting for, you know, com- the common man, they're now fighting for their own self-interests, fighting each other just for the heck of it because they're bored and essentially wreaking a lot of havoc. And without giving away too much, uh, one of these individuals essentially sets off a nuclear explosion that wipes out the Midwest, right? Dang. Tough look. Tough look for the superhumans to wipe out the Midwest. This finally prompts Superman to come back into the fray, and what transpires from there is Superman trying to, well-intentioned, right? <clears throat> per usual, Superman, he's he's always coming at things from a uh, from what he thinks is best, but he essentially starts laying down the hammer on all these rogue superhumans. Good. But then he starts imprisoning them against their will, okay, maybe not so good, to the point that he has kind of made himself a dictator character. So not unlike um, what the uh, the Injustice storyline mm-hmm. goes into, okay, kind of a similar theme there. Um, but anyway, that, that's as far as I'll go into the, 
without spoiling it, because if you haven't read it yet, very much worth a read, not just for the story itself, but also the art by Alex Ross. This thing came out in 90, gosh, early 90s, I want to say, and it was, I think, Alex Ross's first, um, first major publication for DC, and the reason we I segue into Alex Ross is because I would argue that out of old school authors, he is perhaps the best old school, and I'm going to say like 1990s, mm-hmm. okay? Um, there's a lot of different styles, like Jim Lee's another name that kind of made his way in the 90s with the X-Men. Um, I want to say Tim Sale was a 90s guy. Frank Miller, he's just kind of all over the place. But what Alex Ross did... <laughs> that was really exceptional is he provided a very uh, realistic representation of all these characters. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mentioned earlier, like, he used his dad as the visual representation for what this random old man character should look like. Well, his style, he would have individuals, like, he'd hire folks to kind of essentially pose for him so that he could use them as a template. And then he would kind of craft his own template based on their own appearance, the way that they would pose, and then he'd kind of work from there. So he's got a very almost like photorealistic uh, way of presenting the characters. Um, so pretty sweet. Very, very worthwhile both for the story and for the art. So And you can kind of tell that too in the artwork. Oh, yeah. Like it's just, it looks pretty realistic for a comic book. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Like I'm no great comics historian, but I have to imagine that Alex Ross kind of coming on the scene in the 90s with DC and then with Marvel as well, I think it had a really big impact on the artists that have followed. Because if you look at like the X-Men comics, like mm-hmm. some of those illustrations are just so like flamboyant. Like they're just hugely, unbelievably not realistic. Like it's okay, it was its own style, but, like, the proportions on some of those people oh, yeah. are just outrageous. Well, there's that one... I don't know if you know what picture I'm talking about, but there's yep. one famous one of Captain America where yep. his chest just comes out in, like, a big, like, triangle. And it makes zero right. sense. Right. It's like you'd fall over if you were yeah, in that shape. for sure. It wouldn't work. Because it's like he didn't do any ab work. Right. And it's just like he was benching <laughs> nonstop for, like, three years. So now we know what that looks like, yes. you know, if, if you're ever going to yeah. go that route. Don't skip leg day, kids. Right. Um, right. Treat your body like a temple. And then, I, like, so I watched a summary on this. I'm not very familiar with the story, yep. but... Yep, And then Batman gets involved, too. Of course. And doesn't he, like, create his own, like, his own team as well? Because Superman's right. got, like, his own super-powered people behind him. Yeah, a lot of fun with Batman in the story because... This period of time in the future, 15, 20 years, whatever it's truly been, Batman, his identity has been compromised, and so the they don't go into it very deep, but just kind of in passing, he just says, oh yeah, well, Bane and Two-Face broke into my house, wrecked it, and now he's he's not a cripple, but he is reliant on a, uh, essentially it's a frame, like running up his spine, around his neck, along his arms to be able to function normally. So he's obviously got some pretty advanced technology, at least in the time that this comic is set, just to be able to move and do his thing. And so I think presents himself as like, oh yeah, Superman, cool, we'll, we're allies, it's all good. And he is very much working behind the scenes to 
to compromise Superman, but then also to compromise Lex Luthor, who's, per usual, trying to compromise and defeat Superman. So it's it's a lot of fun to watch Batman in this comic. Well, of course, Batman can still function, too. With, of course. With an with a, with a actual full-body brace. Of course. He still makes it work. Yeah. But, yeah, because uh, yeah, I knew... he's He was pretty pissed that Superman left. Right. Right. And because doesn't he have, like, his own, like policing system in Gotham established? Yeah, so one of the cool scenes in the book is, uh, I think it's fairly early in the book too, as the setting is kind of being shown, is the specter is showing us the different cities. So like Star City, um, let's see, gosh, what what is Green Lantern City? Why am I blanking on that? I, coast. Thank you. Coast City? Yeah, or... Coast, Coast City. No. It's coast something, it's, isn't it? It's coast something. But anyway, he's going through the various the various superheroes and showing their their domains, if you will, like their whether it's their city or the areas that they're responsible for, and uh, or the cities that they've become known for. Coast city. Yep. There we go. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm not gonna say I just read Green Lantern, yep. so I hope I, I you know got what it. it is. You're on the money. I was for some reason thinking it was a different different title. No, but, you're good. <laughs> and. Anyway, all these cities are in various stages of, like, they're okay, but they're not great. And then the last city he shows is Gotham City. It's like, oh, that's locked down. Batman's just fine here. <laughs> He's just got his army of Batbots doing work, and there are zero issues. So Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fun fun take fun take on Batman, for sure. Uh, I'm trying to... Good stuff. I'm trying to think if I have anything else on that. Yeah. Because... I think the other thing that's really enjoyable is... There's, you know, there's redesigns of different characters, and if you buy, like, the, uh, you know, the graphic novel version mm-hmm. at the end, there's kind of the, the panoramic view of each character, and whether it's a new character or a reimagined oh, character, yeah. um, they highlight, hey, here's who this character is, because some of them are redesigned to a pretty extreme level to where it's a little bit tougher to recognize mm-hmm. them, um, but... Even so, it's fun to be able to to go to that part of the book and go, ah, that's who that's supposed to be. Um, so pretty pretty cool stuff. Definitely worth worth checking out. But for me, like it highlights how when I read comics, like the art for me makes a pretty big difference, just in in the sense of how much I'm gonna like take it seriously. So there are some artists where it's like, okay, the story seems kind of cool. The art, I have no idea what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems a little bit. Sometimes the sloppily art, done. It, the art doesn't sometimes fit right. the story that's supposed to be telling. Right. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah, just not a good, not a good match for whatever reason. But like, there's different, there's different styles that are like distinctly cartoonish, um, that aren't realistic, that still work. Mm-hmm. Like they're really effective. Um, but I, I feel like Alex Ross has helped kind of set the standard of listen. If you're gonna do comic books, art. There has to be some tether to realism. I mean, they're drawing these characters that aren't real. So obviously there's it's never gonna be a literal mm-hmm. representation of a person because this then the things that they're doing can't be done, don't exist. But I think when you are able as the artist to make it more realistic, it helps the reader just engage with it that much more. You're not trying to trick yourself and going, Okay, yeah, I know this isn't real, but mm-hmm, for I'm sure. still able to get into it. So, it's good stuff. Uh, and then the story I was covering is Black's Night. It's uh, mm. mainly a Green Lantern story, but it kind of covers... Everybody, everybody else has a pretty big involvement in it. Yeah. Um, 
the, the main two focuses obviously are Hal Jordan and then uh, Barry Allen, who just recently comes back at this time. Um, and it's kind of like DC's version of Marvel Zombies in a way. Sure. Um, sure. But like a fun like main mainline story. Um, so basically, Barry and Hal are chilling, and they're talking about how death in the their world in DC Comics is like not necessarily permanent. Like people come which back. Which is fair, by yes. the way. Which like, is fair. We're talking about how he finally came back, and other people come came yeah. back, and yeah. he's basically running through Barry on what all happened while he was gone. And he's finding out about all these other major storylines that happened beforehand of all the people that are gone. And then all of a sudden these Black Lantern rings start coming in. And um, people that were dead, you know, start coming back to life. And they don't fully know why. But, um, like, I'm trying to remember how it started. Because I know it was... Oh, the Black Hand. Yep. Black Hand comes in. Yep. And... He gets, he's like one of the first one that's helping out the main entity that you find out who that is later. And yeah, they take a while to reveal that. Don't yeah. Like it's just a lot of black hand for the first even half of that story, mm-hmm. maybe? A little bit. Yeah. Like the first three or four yep. parts. They might, yep. the, the guy might be introduced in like part four. Sure. Um, So all of a sudden, Barry and Hal are getting hit by Martian Manhunter, who was dead at this time. Uh elongated man and his wife who who were murdered um and uh what's really cool about the oh and aquaman aquaman's the other big one that's That's gone and they did a really good job in this storyline bringing lesser known characters to the forefront because the adam and uh Mm -hmm. mara have huge parts in this and this is before even the aquaman movie so mara's even more of a like, well, holy crap, they put Mara in here. Right. So, um, if, so basically, it goes on, and all the other Lantern Corps eventually get involved, and they have to stop the Black Lantern Corps, which is all these zombies from all these different planets, and Earth just happens to be, you know, the forefront, because it's comic books, and who doesn't <laughs> fight on Earth for a majority of the comic books? So That's right because comics. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so you get to see the main heads of uh, each Lantern Corps come. They they're forced to work together. And before this too, like it's a good point to note out is that all the Lantern Corps before this are fighting each other. Like you have alliances between a few here and there, but other than that, they're all against each other. So. For them to come together and get along against a common cause is really impressive at this time. Yeah. I think it's... Like, I have by no means read all of the comics that pertain to the, the wars between the Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Um, but that idea really gets a great run in this story. Because, like you said, you get to see all the heads of the various cores mm-hmm. forced to fight together and kind of take their own shot at the main entity, the main bad guy... Um, and, and battle him from their own perspective, from their own motivation. And really, like, the idea of not just a Green Lantern Corps, but that, what do they call it, the emotional spectrum, yes. right? And so they divide it up in seven different colors. Like, I remember reading that idea the first time, and what a great idea. Oh, like, yeah, What a mind-blowing sure. idea to the point where it, it was mind-blowing, but it was also a, oh, yeah, like, why wouldn't that be the case? Like, how is it just now 
that that's something that's being explored, discussed. I mean, because the Star Sapphires, like the Purple Lanterns or whatever, they were, at least as the Star Sapphires, they were a thing for a while. Yeah. Because Carol Ferris was like, originally, wasn't she a villain? Yep. And then then now she's been back and forth, I'm sure. Right. But uh, what's really cool that they did, too, is the fact that, you know, it it wasn't a carbon copy of Green Lantern. Right. Like, right. You have you have the red, which is anger. Mm-hmm. Which, if you decide to wield it, you just go berserker until you're like dipped into a pool of blood on the home planet, pretty much. And then after that, Not like bad. if anybody rips the ring off, that's your heart now, so you die. So it's <laughs> stakes are pretty high. Yeah, and stakes then you are high. you can puke blood too. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. hot blood. Yeah, of um, some benefits. So, and that's just an example. And then, you know, you have hope that that builds up the Green Lantern's powers, correct? Yeah, what, gosh, because what color is hope supposed to be? Blue. Hope is blue. Hope is blue. Indigo is... Indigo is compassion. Thank you. Which is a really weird one. Right. Um, 90% of that core, I believe, is made up of, like, former prisoners and, like, horrible murderers and thieves. It's bizarre. Yeah. That's right, Sinestro gets tied into them for a little while, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but the main one is, I mean, I shouldn't say the main one. There's a bunch of different ones. But, yeah, so there's seven originally, and then once this storyline enters, it would be an eighth. Mm-hmm. The, the Black Lantern Corps mm-hmm. is the eighth. And it's basic, like I said, it's this huge prophecy that starts to become fulfilled, and, yeah. Yeah, it gets teased for quite a while, like prior to that story. Um, like the Sinestro Corps War, that story is awesome. They talk about the Prophecy of the Blackest Night in there quite a bit. And then the Green Lantern comics between Sinestro Corps War and Blackest Night, they reference it quite a bit as well. Just kind of a long, long setup by Jeff Johns, which yes. pays off quite well. And it's even in like their like slogans. Right. Brightest day, blackest night. Right. Blackest night's referred right. in multiple of the slogans. Yep. Unless you're greed and all you say is mine. <laughs> That's right. Because he doesn't care about anything else. He just wants more things. Which, what a great idea that yes. the greed lantern, like there's just one of them. Yes. It's like, that makes perfect sense. And then, like, everyone he kills just becomes a part of his construct yep. army. Which yep. is insane. Yeah. So. Yeah, pretty bizarre. <laughs> Uh, good old Larflees. That's a character you should look up. You couldn't be a Green Lantern. Which Lantern Corps would you be a part of? That's a good question. Um, I'm going with Red. Yeah. I. How do you beat the Red? That's true. I. I and I have a lot of anger I can tap into. Right. Right. It's not hard to imagine. Like, can I get pissed about something? Yes. <laughs> it's really yes. easy to get. Pissed. I'm there. I'm in. Slap that red ring on my finger. Yellow, I have no, I have no care in the world. Fear, you know, I, I don't. I'm not a very terrifying person, so that's for the terrorists in the world. Yes. Yep. Orange. We're not in that category. Yep. Orange. Oh, no. That you lose your mind. Yep. Yep. Tough to get on board with that. And then blue is cool, but like I don't know what else you can do, besides like support Green Lanterns. And, right. And like, oh, I can help take the red ring off. You're yeah. That that's a tough one to really. To really rally behind, like that's then, the that's the Hufflepuffs of the of the Lantern yeah. Corps, and yeah. then Indigo with the compassion. Yeah. Like I don't know the full extent of that, and it's just I think it's an admirable quality, yeah. but it's also kind of like 
really, this is what we're, this is the and, hill oh, we're yeah, dying on here? Don't even get me started on love. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. And I'll take anger. That mm-hmm. sounds the best. Yeah. Yeah, really, just by process of elimination, it's, uh, how can you not end up with, with anger? I mean, obviously, most people are going to say, well, yeah, I want to be a Green Lantern. Fair enough. Not a bad yeah, choice. For sure. But, uh... You but, might not have that option. Right. You might you get selected by option. something else. Right. Those those dirty Owens, man, they make some weird choices sometimes. Yeah. So Yeah, you know. and you might just, you know, be a cat that got the shit beat out of him a couple times and then all of a sudden you're the right hand man. Right. So incredible stuff. I mean, who incredible knows? Stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I think this is a good point to transition into what's currently going on. Let's do it. And Let's this it. is currently going on in DC Comics. They just recently announced um their plans for the comic books. So pretty much it's called DC Future State. Um, it's stories that all happen between like... There's some that are recent future. So I believe like the Batman... Don't hold me to this. But I believe like the Batman lines are like two years ahead. Mm. And then I know some of the Justice League stuff is like 20, 30 years down the line. Um, That's pretty sweet. They're staggering it like yeah. that. They're not just holding themselves to one set of... And they're, and they're even doing jump. like... Uh, the really, really future one. Sure. That even John Jonathan Kent was a part of for a little bit. Or okay. Legion of Superheroes. Okay. You know yeah. what I'm talking heard about? Of that. Heard of that. Don't know a lot about it, but heard of it. So pretty much for this part of the show, um, I'm just going to look up uh, some of these uh, lines coming out. And you guys can feel free to Google along with us. Um, but I guess we'll just start off with this one. This is just such a cool concept in general of going down into the future or going out into the future so that you're not tied to the existing continuity. You've got some tether there so you're not completely unmoored. But I don't know. I think as a writer, that's got to be pretty sweet to kind of be given the freedom to go, listen, why don't you go ahead and do with this with a... You've got a blank slate to work with. Like you've got the history that came before, but you're not beholden to that you can just say hey in my mind 10 years down the road here's what goes on with a wonder woman so a lot of freedom there a lot of good stuff a lot of good opportunities okay so this is not working the way i want so it google to. google doesn't want to be a part of this nope it doesn't so we I'm, can have a different sponsor it's fine yes um we're gonna do it this way and i'm just gonna google it on my phone do it you know because that's what i'm gonna have to do uh so, the first one, the next Batman. So, let's see here. I want to see. So, here's some pictures. It's fantastic. Which are, it's, just, it's sweet. It's a sweet new. So, this is not Bruce Wayne's Batman. Um, it is, let's, let's see the overview. That's what I want to see. Okay, you know, or don't show me it. We'll start off with this. Maybe it's all secret. We just make stuff up. Nobody would know. Um, basically, a, uh, a a new government order comes into Gotham called the Magistrate, and they kind of just ta- start policing over Gotham. They're the next thing. Um, Bruce Wayne is dead, um, and that's like when... Like he's always dead. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. when the new Batman steps up. They... Did already announce who the new Batman is. It's Tim Fox, which is Lucius Fox's son, the lesser-known son, because I didn't even know he had two sons. Because did we know he had one? Yes, Lucas. Yeah. That's Batwing. Oh, 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you have Lucius, who oh, I'm learning things here. Yeah. So it's Morgan Freeman in the Dark Knight trilogy. Of course. Of course. So imagine Morgan Freeman has a son, and he just becomes Batman. But he's he's his past was kind of in and out. So it's basically his take on Batman. Um, so that's the first one. See if I, you know, what? I'm gonna try again. <coughs> that's a really really different way of going with that character like you'd think it'd be one of the robins because there are so many robins oh yeah and they're still involved too right but just to have somebody that's not been like i would say associated very long with batman that's that's a different uh different kind of take and we said this one was what, just like two years down the road? It's kind of something like that. Okay, just a it's one years. of the closer futures. And the magistrate, when they roll in, I mean, I would imagine that they're the reason that they would even be welcome is that they're going, hey, the Batman hasn't done what he's supposed to have done for you. There's still crime. There's still super villains, so on and so forth. That's my guess. Yes. Anyway, which is fair. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I mean, you can make that argument against any of the superheroes. It's like, hey, Superman, why is Lex Luthor still a thing? Why oh, is for sure. What's going on here? How does the reverse Flash keep showing up? Yeah. What are we doing? Why is the Joker still alive? Why are you... Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest one. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's its own rabbit hole, isn't it? When you really think about it, are any of these superheroes actually good at their job? Mm-hmm. You can make if it it's based on results, no. If it's based on like approach and effort, I think we all get behind that and say great work. But uh, yeah, from a results perspective, it's it's hard to love the uh, consistent manner in which the bad guys keep coming back. But I'm just picking nits here. I I'm still love you, my superheroes. I'm trying to find a good picture, and you know what? It's not working for me. So let's see here. Uh, there is one picture of Katana that looks sweet, but... Let's just see if I can do Outsiders, Future State. I mean, Black Lightning's in it. Sure. Um, of course. Have they started releasing any of these lines yet, or is this... A, like, I think they've done a lot of the number one issues. Yep. Okay. So it looks like... I don't know. We're going to skip that one. It'll be fun to see what comes out of that. But it looks like Black Lightning gets some uh, upgrades in that. I just wish this would work for me. It was work. It was legit working like 10 I saw it happen. Ago. I saw it happen. And now it's just... Uh, I just don't think it likes me anymore. No. no, it's upset with you for some reason. Yes. Like my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> Okay, let's see here. Alright. This one's called Arkham Knights. Let's do it. So, let's see. If we can... So, it looks like... It's straight up... From the comics. Sure. Or from the from sure. Arkham City. Or Arkham Knight. The legit video game. There we are. That's hanging up on my wall. There it is. Um, And it looks like it's just a team of Arkham Knights. Uh, it looks like Clayface is there. Um, Clayface. I want to see. Yes, let's click on that link. Uh, so in Future State, 
several of Batman's most famous foes have come together as the heroic Arkham Knights take on the Magistrate. So it's a bunch of villains that are like, okay, we're going to protect Gotham now because we don't like these assholes either. Mm -hmm. And then come mm -hmm. together, which is cool. So I'm assuming that is the actual Arkham Knight from the comics. Oh. The, I don't know if you knew they made the Arkham Knight come into yep. the comics. Yep. And that's actually the okay. daughter of like the founder of the asylum. Sheesh. So her, I, her last name is legitimately Arkham. Um, let's see if I can... I just want to see the That'd roster. Okay. That'd be cool. Right. Okay. I already like this, though. Yeah, Astrid Arkham. That's her name. Astrid Arkham. Which okay. I don't know a ton about, but I'm 95% sure she called uh, the Joker Uncle Joker, so that's terrifying. Um, Sounds like a tough hang. Yes. Maybe not someone you want to be alone with. Okay, so... These, this is her team, which is actually kind of an interesting team. Clayface. Yep. Which would be awesome to have in your corner. Yep. Two-Face. Okay, kind of a wild card. Copperhead. The snake-looking dude. Which I, there's always a snake guy. Oh, there's got to be a snake always guy. Always a snake guy. Uh, Anarchy. Which is kind of no more idea. of an obscure Batman villain. No idea. But he okay. was like... Supposed to be like super smart and like he's a, he's a young kid, from what I remember, and here he's probably like okay. just hitting adulthood. Yep. Uh, Humpty Dumpty, so that guy who sat on a wall oh and boy. fell. Oh boy. He's in here. Can't rely on him. No, he falls apart. Yep. Uh, yep. It's right there. Victor Zaz, the serial sure. killer. Sure. Because why not? Another and then, tough hang. And then Doctor Phosphorus. <laughs> Which I don't know who that is. Do you? I, man, I I feel like there I recognize the name for some reason. Like there's a thread in my mind where I'm going, oh yeah, Dr. Phosphorus. But I feel like that's a pretty old school callback. So, bizarre. Dr. Phosphorus. I feel like the best thing they've got going for them would be the element of surprise. Because nobody's yeah. going to be expecting a whole lot. Particularly <laughs> when you've got Humpty... Humpty probably Dumpty. coming off the bench. Probably not a starter for you. No, he probably he's probably the bait. You know, in case in case the enemy's hungry, they they break him open real quick. I just can't imagine what a positive role for Humpty would be. I just oh, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Um, and then all the other main uh, Batman uh, like characters have their own stuff. So it's the Batgirls, which I believe is. Uh, Barbara Gordon, who's sure. actually going by Orphan at this point. Okay. Spoiler, and then I... Or not, she's not going by Orphan. Sorry, she's going by Oracle. Okay. That makes Oracle way more I'm sense. Oracle familiar with. I yes. Orphan was just something I didn't or know. Orphan is uh, Cassandra Kane. Oh. Okay. But I'm just, I think she's going by Batgirl now. And then you have... Spoiler. Mm -hmm. Which is Stephanie Brown. So I'm assuming that's all the Batgirls. Sirens is... Probably still Harley, Ivy, and uh, Catwoman. Right, probably the usual usual suspects. Um, there. And yes, Bruce is still alive. He gets his own uh, series, of course. Right. And he gets to do some sweet undercover stuff. Red Hood's still around. Don't know what what's going on with him. Is he kind yeah. of like in a is Bruce kind of like in a Batman Beyond supporting capacity? Like, is he that directly involved, no, he, or is it more? 
So from one of the pictures I saw, the yep. Batman do not know who each other are. Because Tim thinks Bruce, the original Batman, is dead. So he has no idea who that one is. Okay. And Bruce is like, who is in my shit? Sure. Because, sure. and then they just go their separate ways. Not a fan of whoever's repping the brand. No. Yep. He's like, that's, that's my That sounds thing. about right. Yes. That sounds about right. And then uh, you have your Nightwing. And then Robin at this point is Tim Drake. Yep. So I don't know where Damien is at this time. Um, I'm gonna figured, guess Damien's dead. That's my guess. Or he's with Raish or something there like that. Go. There you go. Um, he's so just I kind of bad. I kind of want to skip to some s- different stuff because Batman, you could go on and on. Um, let's True. see here. True. So we'll hit Superman next. Um, Superman of Metropolis. Superman might be a character that benefits as much as any character with taking them out of or taking him out of the existing I'm just going to call it normal or standard continuity and going hey alternate alternate reality here alternate timeline whatever the case may be let's let's do something different with superman superman you need to get him out of there yeah you, it, you, it, it helps to be freshen up or getting somebody new in the superman role which is what superman of metropolis is mm-hmm. and focuses on jonathan yeah so he's only half yeah. kryptonian and then yeah yeah um, yeah, hard to stick in the current continuity and do something that uh, that's that noteworthy or just even frankly interesting with Superman. Possible, but just not very, not very easy to do. And then the Guardian gets his own. Guardian, okay. He that's an obscure one. Mister Miracle's yeah. obscure. Oh, Mister Miracle, I, I would get on board with that. Yeah, he's cool. I'd get on board with that. Okay, I'm going to do that one right there. Superman, Worlds, Worlds of War. So, while Jonathan is the Superman of Metropolis, Clark's off doing other stuff. Yep. I say Mikhail Janin is doing the art. He's fantastic. Uh, I have no idea who that author is, but Philip Kennedy Johnson. I think okay. I was just dropping his middle name in there because his middle name is Kennedy. He's got the old rugged look in this, and it's amazing. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's that same thing. I mean, look, he's got yes, the sir. weight. Let's go. It's great. That is great. So, absolutely. Just give me a little bio. Just give me a little bio. That's all I want. Just, just a little information, not a lot. I really hope this is well executed because I would love to read. Well, because it, it looks like World War Hulk in a way. Right. Right. Um. Let's see here. Uh. Superman has gone to War World, where he fights as a gladiator in the deadly pits of Mongol. But this is Perfect. Superman. So, he's just basically fighting people and trying to keep himself sane, mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at that. Love it. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. And then, Superman, Midnighter, Black Racer. Um, and then, Wonder Woman... She's off doing something, and then I, which I can find out. She's off doing something. That's off doing so, something. I want to look up that artist for. What do we got? Valentine DeLandro for Mister Miracle. Curious what this guy's style is. Did you happen to read the uh, uh, same guy that had been doing the Batman storyline for a while, Tom King? Mm-mm. He did a Mr. Miracle. Story. I heard that was really well, really well done. Yeah. Because his Batman line yeah. was really hit and miss. Yep. From what I hear. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. There were some... He focused a lot on Batman and Catwoman's yeah. relationship. It was... 
Which is a weird take. It was inconsistent. He really leaned into that, and for better or for worse. Um, but anyhow, the uh, the Mr. Miracle story was, I read it twice. First time I read it, it wasn't what I expected it to be, and so I thought, okay, this was well done, but I don't know how much I enjoyed it. Gave it about a couple months, came back to it, read it again, and went, okay, that's fantastic. Like, that was amazing. So... The main focus of Wonder Woman is her name is Yara Floor. So she's Diana's gone off somewhere. Whoops. And I was trying to find tough to be a part of things if you're not there. Yeah. So basically what I said earlier when she's just not there, she's not there. Legit. So I'm looking up Immortal Wonder Woman, which I'm that's what we would call an accurate take. <laughs> uh so it looks like it's just talking about how she's immortal. And she has to take up a battle that Darkseid nice. couldn't handle. Ooh. Ooh. And that's it. That's all it really gives. So she's she's fighting big threats in hers. Um so oh yeah, House of L I heard is really good. That's the one that's another one I'm gonna look up. But in the meantime, um let's see here. I'm trying to see if there's anything else on that that list. Kara is currently going by Superwoman in this. She's no longer Supergirl, which is, which is kind of cool to see her hit that role. Hmm. I don't know who Superwoman was before her. Yeah. Whenever, gosh, whenever DC or Marvel embarks on one of these, like, all-encompassing, so many characters getting reimagined, there are just... There are going to be some misses. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's almost kind of like they... I'd be fascinated to see how the sausage is made in terms of how they go, okay, we're doing this character. Well, we don't really think this is going to be very good. And they just give it to someone that they think sucks. Oh, yeah. As a writer, like, give it... For sure. Give it to give it to Dan Waters. Who who gives a crap? Like, throw Dan a bone, but we, we don't care what this turns into. No one's going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the House of L concept, and I think you'll really like this. And I kind of want to. I kind of want to read it now. Okay. Read so away. centuries into the future. Whoa. So this is way into Whoa. the future. Okay, not two years. The bloodline of Cal L continues. Meet a new generation of Kryptonian heroes as they stand against one of the greatest threats they've ever faced—a foe called the Red King. Uh, get ready for the unexpected debuts of twins known as Rowan and Ronan. Descendants of Jonathan Kent. Anytime you can drop the name Ronan into something, do it. So, so far, so good. Rowan is the new Superman of Earth, mm -hmm. while his sister is a Blue Lantern. Whoa. Also on board... Also, also on board... Also on board are... Wait, so the sister is named Ronan? Rowan is one, and then Ronan yes. is the sister? Yes. Okay. Which is a weird, but yep. yes. Yep, not what I Ronan's expected. a sweet name, by it the is way. awesome. I thought it was going to be twin brothers. Awesome. Okay, so we got a girl, yep. Blue Lantern. Great. And then also Great. on board is Theander Bonnell, whose mother was Tamaranian. And other other Bonnell. heroes all led by the original Man of Steel himself. So Superman's still here 300, 400 years later. Which I don't understand how, but he is. So he must live in the sun again, I don't know. Yeah, yeah kind of that idea that DC kicks around every so often that he's just never going to die because the more solar radiation his body absorbs, he actually gets stronger rather than aging. 
But then they'll give him gray hair, and it's like, so but what what are we doing? Like, shouldn't he be doing the Benjamin Button thing, <laughs> like getting, like not getting older? You think it's it's a weird it's comics, so they're just making up their own rules here. But there is Superman sitting right. on a throne with a beard. That's the Tamaranian chick. Okay. So Starfire's race. Okay. Sure. Um, and then I think this is a better. So that's the main Superman they're talking about. Right. And that's his sister, the okay. Blue Lantern. And that dude is just a barbarian. Just a guy. Yeah, he looks sick. Just a guy sick. wearing a Superman. I mean, there they made him look like Jesus. Right. <laughs> like, I can't even, like, I don't know. Hmm. So, yes, yeah, so okay. I heard that one's okay. really good. Cautiously optimistic there. They got Ronan in there. That's that's enough to hook me. So, I know Justice League. Yep. What I know about that one is, so, the Justice League just recently got reformed. And it's years, years later, and what are we talking like? A couple decades? Yeah, kind of it's time? like new okay. gener like Jonathan's the main Superman. Sure. So, sure. and like that's Aquaman's and Mera's daughter yep. who takes on the that's role right. of Aquaman. That's Aquaman. Right. Yep. And so yep. they decided that the issue with the last Justice League because the Justice League hasn't existed for a while because there something happened. Okay. And uh, okay, so, so we've been without yeah. a Justice League for a period of time. So I know their starting premise is we are not allowed to know each other's names or anything. We work on a strictly work basis because that's what compromised the league last time is that they knew who everybody was sure. and they were all friends and stuff and they don't want that. So Interesting. Okay. Purely transactional. No, mm -hmm. no personal relationship going on here. Okay. And I will get a better read on that so i mean spoiler they're gonna end up being friends oh that's, yeah it's like one of the first picks is to like the flash and green lantern talking about life yep yep yeah so it's jonathan kent superman the new wonder woman um the newest green lantern they kind of introduced but i don't know much about her her name is joe j-o yeah no, got nothing um, for you. Aquawoman. A new Flash from the multiverse. Oh, boy. So not our Flash. Right. And then Tim Fox's Batman. And that's your Justice League. Flashes are kind of like the like the number of Flashes and the way in which they enter into these stories, like through the multiverse. It's like the same thing with Spider-Man and Marvel. Yeah. I would, I like, I'd argue, too, the Flash has probably... The biggest family outside of the Bat family. Sure. You could maybe argue that yeah. he's probably relevant yeah. to Superman, but I think the Flash family is bigger than Superman's. I, no question. So, oh, and then they're Justice League Dark, which that's always cool. Yep. Um, it's It starts because of a witch hunt as magic users are harvested and executed. Perfect. And the team is on the run. I mean, isn't that just part of the risk? Like, if you're going to be a magic user, you got to know, listen, if you're going to die, it's not natural causes, bro. Like, you... It's tough. Okay. It's a tough outcome if, if you're not on the winning side. I need you to prepare yourself for this. I'm ready. Okay? I'm ready. Because what I'm about to tell you for the team mm. is... I don't think I could have figured that out. Listen, as long as Humpty Dumpty doesn't hang out again. He's not here. He needs to be absent from um, this roster. So, Zatanna is obviously on there. Every time. Detective Chimp. Okay, yep. Now possessed by Etrigan. 
That's what I wanted you to process. He is somehow now possessed by Etrigan the demon. So can you imagine a chimpanzee? I don't even understand like, why that's an idea. Like I can't even decide is it a good idea? <laughs> is know. it a bad idea? Like it just is unnecessary. Does like, Etrigan look like a monkey? Like Etrigan is such a unique character. Why are we and Detective Chimp is just weird, but whatever. But why are we bringing them together? Like, where, where are we going? This is what makes the two parts a whole. And then Const- get it. Constantine's there. Right. Ragman, which I don't know much about Ragman. Nothing. I got nothing and then Madame Zandu. Zanadu. Yep. yep. And then uh, they don't know where it happened to Dr. Fate. So Dr. Fate's just missing. Weird. He's off doing things. Feels like Doctor Fate could be a much like more steady character in the DC world, and for some reason he's just he's not. I, f- I feel like I'm always saying they're off doing things. Right, right. They're just off, just off doing. Things. They're off doing things. We off, don't know. We we don't know. Uh, we don't know. Okay, I'm gonna look up Green Lanterns uh, because so yeah. DC must not be doing any like current or standard continuity right now. Correct. This is all the characters. These are. Uh, this takes all their My resources. guess is that with all the storylines that are like two years mm-hmm. in advance, or the really close ones, yep. they'll tell those stories for two years, and they'll catch up, and that will be mainline. Sure. And then all their future sure. stuff, they can just leave up in the air. Because mm-hmm. they've already established with like a bunch of their newer stuff that, like, okay, we know we reset again. Because, <laughs> you know, DC resets their multiverse so many times. But... They finally reset yep. again, yep. and I, they like they have all their memories back from all the other times it got reset. Right. So, which right. is insane. So they've lived like four or five lives, from what I understand. Of course, just like the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk Are, about that on a different pod. <laughs> Hawkman, is that you? <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, it's, okay. it okay. says here for the Green Lantern one, uh, John Stewart and an elite team of lanterns are trapped behind enemy lines and fighting for their lives when the power battery goes dark and leaves the entire core defenseless. For some reason, the Green Lantern angle on this particular take it doesn't get me. I, I don't... Uh, I don't get on board with it. Like the Green Lantern... That's the fact they have to recharge like a like a used flashlight? Yeah, I, I, I just... I'm not intrigued by a future version of the Green Lanterns. Like, they're so... Like, just in their existing... They're already kind of futuristic. Absolutely. Just in their existing timeline, they're such a diverse mix of species and personalities. They're not as limited, since they're just not on Earth. Like, the universe is literally just their domain Mm -hmm. to police and watch over. And so, I feel like they benefit the least... From something like this. Whereas they, with Superman and Batman, it's like, okay, they're so, those characters are so well-mined. Uh, we've done so many different storylines with them. We just need permission to do yeah. something different. They almost need like a power-up yeah. or like a, it's kind of like. even better to power down. Or Yeah. I think that's why Blackest Night works too is because they yeah. introduce something completely new to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, so p- apparently they're all spread out because Jessica Cruz, Jessica Cruz is with is trapped by the Sinestro Corps, and Guy Gardner is also trapped somewhere deciding to reopen a bar. The Warriors Bar, I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's a that's a real thing, and I'm not sure why. The, the Warriors Bar? Yeah, it's a real thing. What is it? It's just that. Like, he... 
what kind of what species is he? Like he's a cross species, right? Like where he's part human, so, but then Guy Gardner. Oh, he is. I think so. I did not know that. Yeah, it's really weird because in Green Lantern Rebirth, it's referenced that his so his like his entire form can essentially Hulk out, mm-hmm. and so it does, and then he like randomly explodes. But doesn't totally explode because then, of course, he gets put back together by Martian Manhunter and Batman. But it's also then never talked about again. Like, it just happens and it's like, Mm -hmm. ah, that was weird. (laughs) Moving on. But he explodes in the Warriors bar. Yeah. Which is his bar in that story. And by now that story's probably 20 years old, so... Okay. Me dating myself here, but... So... Well, just, that, I mean, that's pretty much the Green Lantern stuff. Yep. They're all separated. They're all dealing with their own stuff. Honestly, if they're going to do Green Lantern in the future, they should have just been depowered. Like, you know what? The Lanterns have been dark for 100 years, and now they're on a quest to try and... Bring back Will. Yeah. Relight the Lantern. I, I'd be more interested in that. So, Suicide Squad. Sure. Um, what I know about this, because I saw a few clips, somehow Connor Kent is leading the new Suicide Squad, and he's, like, working with Amanda Waller. And basically, basically they duplicate the Justice League. Yeah. So they're supposed to look like the Justice League. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can pull up the exact. So I know, like, I know the guy representing Martian Manhunter is Clayface. She got a hold of Clayface, which is crazy. A lot of Clayface. And I'm okay with it, because I like... Yeah, I'm okay with it, too. It's He's a weird choice to power up, but it also, it also makes sense... Just from the perspective of, yeah, well, if this guy can literally contort his body to take, like, to replicate any form, uh, his power set is not necessarily limitless, but it's a lot less limited than it's been portrayed so far. Just to, like, be a a common crook that can steal something and make it look like it was someone else. So I'm okay with with that. So um, another bit, like... Another big one that you would know the name of, the guy who's Batman is a former Talon. Former Talon. From the Quarter Owls. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. Okay. And then, that's pretty much the basics. Uh, Amanda Waller uses the Force to save the world and remake it in her image, of course, because it's Amanda Waller and she's a bitch. She's great like that. Yep. And then... uh, Really consistent. And then she's... But what happens when the team shows up to stop her? So it sounds like Connor's like, all right, we're we're getting rid of her. Okay, okay, okay. And then because uh, she's not the greatest, it talks about Black Adam, but sure. he's just doing Black Adam things. Um, it's never really gained a whole lot of traction with old Black Adam. I know. Which little plug for Dwayne Johnson gonna be the Black Adam the Black Adam movie? I, I'm gonna see it. That's very true. Dwayne Johnson for crying out sideways. So the rest of them, I know Aquaman is not. Arthur. Yeah. What? What's his name? I know who it is, too. Did you say it was Aqualad that has taken on It's that one of the character? Aqualads. It's not the one who becomes Tempest. It's not the original Aqualad. Okay. It's um, the one... He first got his appearance in Young Justice. I'm trying to think of what his name is. Jackson Hyde. Okay. Um. Let's see here. I feel like that's literally the first time I've heard that name. Yep. <laughs> But he he becomes Aquaman, okay, which is 
really cool. Okay. I know the Flash is dealing with a possessed Wally. Perfect. Because, you know, poor Wally. That dude's been getting shat on in the past, like, five years. Poor guy. He legit finally makes his return, and then they're like, boom, 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 boom. Um, Deserves better. Yep. Yep. Uh, Teen yep. Titans, I, from what I understand, uh, Starfire's, like, trying to rebuild them, rebuild the team. And then uh, it, Cyborg and Beast Boy somehow mutated into one, so it's Cybeast. So it's Etrigan. I no like and one and half of it's cyber, cyborg, cyborg, and the other half is right, Beast Boy. And I have right. no idea how. What is with the merging? But, I don't uh, get it. But apparently, like Nightwing, kind of like breaks off from the team a little bit. And he's like, okay, yeah. He goes and gets that Red X guy, and he's like, you me, we're gonna set this right this time, and we, we might have to stop him. And he's got a costume that kind of looks like Deathstroke's. Okay. I mean, there's great characters like Nightwing's fantastic. I think Cyborg's a great character. So, I think I think those are the main ones sure. out of that for sure. sure. Um, I'm gonna get out of this, and then uh, so let's uh, let's hit our last kind of topic here. Let's do it. Yeah, talking about the future we've done, we've done past, we've done present. Now we're diving into the future. Bear with me here as I get my appropriate list pulled back up. Looking at our future state stuff. Yeah, so going off of the beaten path, so to speak, just ever so briefly, we don't have to stay on this topic for too long. We've done a lot of comics talk, but I want to go Star Wars, and in particular, The Mandalorian. Now, have, have you seen, remind me, what have you seen of The Mandalorian? Have you watched I've seen the so entire first season. Yep. And yep. I know unfortunate key components of the second season ouch so i I, not like spoil spoil so i'll tell you what i know yeah i know boba fett shows up yes he does i know just fantastic by the way like he essentially shows up with a shepherd's crock and spoiler alert by the way (laughs) yeah and beats the bejesus out of people it's unbelievable like it's boba fett as a shepherd and he is better than boba fett as not a shepherd it's incredible that's awesome it's incredible i know so I know Ahsoka shows up. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know uh, oh, that oh, Mandalorian oh, chick shows up. Yep. The redhead. I can't remember her name, but she had a big impact right. in the last season of the Clone Wars. Okay. And then uh, I know Luke comes back, and I'm not happy that I know that. Yeah, that's a bummer for you. Yes. That's a bummer like, for you. And I heard it looks really good. It really does. CGI wise, CGI is, wise and stuff. It's. Uh, I'm not crying, guys. You're crying. Shouldn't have been that good. But, but it was. But it and was. I have, but I have no idea why Baby Yoda went with him. I have yeah. no idea. I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. But yeah, what I do like about the Mandalorian is the fact that they bring back all these characters. But a, it makes sense and goes with the story. And yeah. b, it's not forced. Agreed. From what I understand, it's not like Ahsoka. <clears throat> And you should just shove Ahsoka in, because I know one of the main guys that helps with the Mandalorian, uh, what's his name? I know who you're talking yes, about. Yes, Cowboy Hat. his name as well. Correct. Um, Dave? Is it Dave Filoni? Yep. That's his go. name? We okay. I was going to say that, and nope. I didn't know if I was right. You got it. You stay but confident. I know how much he loves Ahsoka, because that was like yeah. his baby. Ahsoka yeah. was his baby. And so. as someone that hasn't watched the Clone Wars cartoons... Her character in The Mandalorian looks incredible. Looks incredible. Yeah. Like... Rosario Dawson's a pretty good actress. Yeah. And at least 
like, not to, like, sound weird, but physically she's, like, the perfect fit for that character. Yes, I get what you mean. Um, like, muscle tone and... Yes, yeah, yeah, just, like, body type. And, like, she's got such a... Um, Rosario Dawson's right? fit. Yeah, she's from what got I remember. such a, like, slender face um, that the... I don't even know, like, what the appropriate term is for the character's, like... Hair? Growth. Hair. hair. I think it's hair. Uh, yeah. Hair's got to be better than growth. I regret that immediately. <laughs> um, but it's it's an awesome look. It just is fantastic. And so, good good summary on your part. So sorry that the Lou thing was spoiled No, it's, it's not your fault. It's my own uh, fault. I know better. Kind of. Kind of. But Instagram you... is, like, my worst enemy because yeah. I go into the search... And this is how I keep up with comic books for the some part. Right. I, I, right. I see comic panels and I just click. Sure. You and just go read. for it and then and you then, realize afterwards I didn't want to see Yes. That. Well, and then, like, even with The Mandalorian, a lot of them, it has the spoiler alert on there because yeah. they're very self-conscious. Yeah. Okay. But then there's some okay. people who just don't care. Just don't give it out. And they're like, oh, here's Luke. I'm like, damn it! Like the guy that walked into the theater at the beginning of Endgame and yelled, Iron Man dies. And then walked out. Yeah, what an incredible, what an asshole, incredible, don't, what an asshole. Don't ever be that guy. Don't ever be that guy. That dude deserves to get beat up in the streets. I am promoting violence in this case. There you go. He deserves Endorsed. it. No, worthwhile. So anyway, to bring it back to where wherever it was that we started, I love that Star Wars, as far as we know, isn't messing around with movies for a while. Instead, they're going. Listen, we have found a good solid, worthwhile formula with The Mandalorian. I mean, how many episodes are, are in a season? Ten? Eight? Yeah, ten. Eight or ten? Eight okay. or ten, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't remember. And thank but, God, by the way, they're doing the TV shows because the yes. movies have been missing. Movies have been tough. Unless it was Rogue One. Movies have been tough. Rogue One, great call. That was fantastic. Uh, movies have been inconsistent. But the TV shows... What I like about it, and Mandalorian's kind of getting away from this because they keep tying into the original trilogy. They, they're doing it well, so it's not to its detriment. Mm-hmm. But what I really like about the TV shows is, listen, we don't have to do this Rise of Skywalker crap where we have to have everything that we're doing call back to the original trilogy. We can explore the thousands of years that are available to us in the Sith Jedi saga and not worry about having a name drop Skywalker in there mm. and that's not to devalue what they did in the mandalorian season two with bringing luke into it like it made sense it was and a great luke wasn't the story focus. and he wasn't the focus so it didn't take away it enhanced rather than deprived or debilitated the story so they did it well but what i really want to see is bring out the stories that have nothing to do with the skywalkers let's see some other stuff like to me that's the best part of the prequel movies anyway is you're getting to see the, the Jedi, yes, and, the, and their prime. Yes, let's see more of that. Let's see the Jedi in their prime. Let's see the Sith in their prime. Let's let's go. Let's see some different things that aren't gonna be leading us wondering like, Ooh, when is like when is Darth Maul randomly gonna show yeah. up? I, just, I would. We don't need that. Don't I would that. love personally. They just focus on the old school stuff. I don't care about sure. the future anymore at this sure. point. Like, yeah. What I like about the Mandalorian is they're going into the Mandalorian lore. Yeah. With it all. Right. And this is something, you know, that hasn't been touched. So they can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. But, like, uh, I, w- I would like to see, like, Darth Revan okay. pop up. Because okay. I heard he's really cool. Sure. Um, Darth. Oh, man. 
See, this is when I'm going to lose them because there's a bunch of Darths. Anyways. You could throw any name out there well, and we're all going to be like, yes. Even the time right. before where they made the rule where there could only be one master and one apprentice for Siths. Can you imagine like 15 of them? Well, there's more than 15. There's a lot of Siths at, at one time rule. in history. What a dumb rule. Oh, um, well, the only reason it is Terrible is because they like... Yeah, but he didn't even follow it. No. He no. he no. had no. he had Maul. He he had Dooku coming up, and he had his eyes on Anakin the whole time. Yeah. So he knew what he was doing. I feel like that was certainly more of a uh, what do they say in Pirates of the Caribbean? Like these are more guidelines than rules, like just oh, yeah. suggestions. Yeah, for sure. Not a not a hard and fast. They're thing evil to people. They're not gonna right. follow the rules. Right. Right. Right, but so and that's what I like about Ahsoka too. Is she's mm-hmm. in the middle. She's the mm-hmm. gray. She's not the white. She's not the red. Yep. Which is or not the white, not she's not the Jedi. Yes, she's exactly. not the yes, Sith. Sure. Yep. Yeah, I think there's a lot of great opportunity there, and I'm really curious how much. Like I know movies are always going to be part of it. Like that's yep. that's what's made the TV shows mm-hmm. possible anyway. So. Uh, never going to get away from that. But when it pertains to Star Wars, I feel like there there doesn't need to be this sense of urgency of, oh, we've got to make a Star Wars movie. You Which don't. Which is what you know Disney's got. They're right. like, we have to... Re- if Ryan Johnson comes out with his trilogy, I'm, gonna sh- I'm not going to be very happy. You don't think so? No. He already said it's going to have zero lightsabers involved. For me, like, the main Weird. trilogy needs Weird. to have some lightsaber clashes. Yeah. Like, his whole episode, yeah. they didn't even clash lightsabers. Episode 8 didn't clash. Listen, unpopular opinion, I liked The Last Jedi. I did. And that's going to be the, this is why this is going to be the only podcast we're going to do together. Like, this is what, <laughs> this is what ends it for I'm us. I'm going to ignore everything you just said. So, uh... <laughs> You know what? I might have an extra hate, and it's not that movie's fault, okay? I might have a little extra hate, because I sat in the one spot in the movie theater, and up above where the film's shooting, Uh they left a light on, and it's Uh the one spot, and I was like, Uh it was like God chose me as the next savior, but... (laughs) Except you didn't get the savior gig. No, I didn't. I was just... It was more like, you know, you're at a middle school talent show, you told a joke, and no one thought it was funny. Uh Uh-huh. That's what that yep. was. And then you have to sit in that light for another hour right. and a half. The environment was tough. Yes. Okay. But Fair enough. Fair enough. I, anyways. But I'll also say I understand why a lot of people don't like it, and I don't dispute it. I just know that I watch and I, for whatever reason, I'm like, I like it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't mind that. I, I like that movie. I did not like Rise of Skywalker. I didn't that like how a, they butchered Luke. I get that. I get that. Because... Um, the whole thing was he's about hope, and then you get to him, he's like, I got none of it. Yeah. I'm empty. But he ends up with hope at the end. I'm gonna go, so there's that redemption. I'm going to go, mel- I'm gonna go get gonna go milk from this weird alien that, real quick. That was unnecessary. <laughs> Nobody needed or wanted to see that. That was just gross. Why? That was just Why? gross. Oh, this is how he's been surviving. Yeah. We didn't need to know that. It's like, <laughs> we get it. He finds food and drink somewhere. We don't need to see the milking <laughs> of the oh. sea cow. Like, what? We don't need that. Yeah. No, I, I didn't. I didn't mind that. And here, here's why. We're gonna get down on this rabbit. We're gonna go down this rabbit trail, and we'll we'll come back eventually. But here's my deal: if Disney and J.J. Abrams didn't want Ryan Johnson to go that direction, then if you're J.J. Abrams, like have a plan for what happens after your movie is done and you're no longer involved, and say, hey man, uh, here's where I see this going. 
Here's why I put Luke in this place. Because he didn't. He just put him in that place and then just said, all right. Well, that's the thing, too. JJ should have been in control the entire time. Of course. Of course. I don't know why he wanted to give it up to a different director and then have that guy give it up to a different director. No, because then it made Rise of Skywalker so terrible because then they're trying to... Redeem it. They're trying trying to take back so much of what was done in The Last Jedi, which didn't solve anything it just invalidated both yeah so you, you lose both ways but hey guys I understand why ryan johnson's like listen this guy that's usually filled with hope is hanging out on this island it's because he's not filled with hope anymore yeah. like he's not just hanging out on an island because he's feeling good about things so i understood that perspective um, see it would be been... and i'm not saying it's the best way to go with the character yeah but I get where he was coming from, and I didn't mind. I didn't mind the perspective. You know, if you're gonna do that, it would have been way better to maybe start off the movie the first ten minutes of Luke losing the the Jedi Temple that he yep. reset up. Yep. We have that. There's no impact there. No. There's no impact at all. Like no. if you made that into like a mini series or something where it's just Luke's temple, right? And like we see like. Him bonding with his kids. We actually see that relationship with him and Ben. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, you think, really, Luke's going to sense darkness and just go off kilter? That doesn't, that's not right either. Yeah. His dad was Darth freaking Vader. Yeah. And you still had hope in him. It doesn't make sense to me. But again, like, I totally get it. It is a disappointment when this character was, for three incredible movies, the foundation of hope. Mm-hmm. and then he is completely inverted. And, and your it, expectation is up here, and then all of a sudden he's hanging out down here, and you're like, bud! What? It's like you. It's like a friend that you haven't seen for years. Mm-hmm. You've got this expectation of what that friend acts like, how they behave, your interactions with them, and you get together, and all of a sudden it's like, you're, wow. Uh, no. It's like, this is not what I wanted. Like, where's my friend? Because you're not him Please come back. It's like seeing Macaulay Culkin oh boy. in Home Alone, oh and then boy. you hit a 20-year coma, and you wake up, and you're like, where's Macaulay at? I love Home Alone. And then you see that picture, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Drugs. Yep. That's why. Yeah. But <laughs> yep. But back on topic So Luke Skywalker of, is Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Full circle. Yes. So yeah, TV shows. Yes, TV shows. The main focus of yeah. this whole thing. Uh I think that's where the Star Wars universe needs to live for a while. And I think, I don't know what a while means. It's not going to be as long as I would want it to be. Like, I would be okay with at least a solid, anywhere from at least five to as many as ten years with no Star Wars movies. Just shows. Let the appetite build up so that when it's time, you've got a fresh slate to work from. You can pick your spot on your own. You're not locked in in any way yeah. to the original three movies which were great but the prequels tried to hang out with the original three and then the sequels tried to hang out mm-hmm. with the original three it's like, just please do your own thing do something different you put Star Wars on it and say listen this is set 500 years since the events of Rise of Skywalker we're in that's or just, okay or just like use it as building blocks yes you can use this to set up different characters sure because uh, one of the main guys from uh, the Rogue One, he's getting his own spinoff before right. what he did in Rogue One. And he dies. He yeah. straight up dies yeah. in Rogue One. Spoiler alert. Yep. Well, um, we're doing all of them. We're doing yeah. all of them. Uh, but, I mean, you can yeah. you, you can have characters build off of them and then 
when they show up on the movie, there's a bigger payoff. Because mm-hmm. you're like, holy shit, he's here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if right. the Mandalorian pops up in, like, the next Star Wars movie and it makes pure sense? Everybody's going to lose their freaking mind. Absolutely. Or Grogu Absolutely. just chilling in the corner. Yeah. But, like, he's, like, Yoda age. Well, not Yoda right. age, but, like, he's... No, but he's aged out Like, he's of an his, adult now. Right, out of his child state into in his an adult. prime. Yes. Prime Grogu. Yes. Like... Yeah. So, I, I think that's, that's my hope. And I know that they've announced... A number of TV shows, um, so it's encouraging. I hope they settle into that for a good stretch, because I, I think Star Wars has enough to offer that I'm, I'm just not sure the movies can cut it right now. Like there's yeah. too much material to cover in a two-hour, fifteen-minute mm-hmm. at most movie. It's like just settle into the TV shows. Give us eight to ten episodes that are each about you know. 40 minutes, so now we all of a sudden, you have that much more time to tell a well-developed story. Um, that's what's been so encouraging about The Mandalorian. Like, the seasons have, there's only been, like, one episode in season one and one that I can think of in season two where it's like, I could have done without that. I'm yeah. not sure what that added here. But there's a lot of good stuff to, to mine and just go with. Well, and they also took lightsabers out of it. Like, lightsabers mm-hmm. aren't that big of a deal anymore. Yeah, for that series specifically, right. but right. Un- un- unless it's the dark saber, which yep. I hope we see yep. some clashes with that. But and you probably you probably do absolutely. Yep, and, and I don't absolutely. want to know. But yep. uh, yep. and I think I honestly think TV shows are better because it gives you you get a longer mm-hmm. time period mm-hmm. to f- really flesh characters out, and you can see the character development a lot better than in a movie where right. you see them on there for two hours and that's it. They get character development for that one movie, and it yep. might carry over to a sequel. It might not. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be, since the difference in quality between TV shows and movies is so much more narrow now, like The Mandalorian looks awesome. You're not watching it going, yeah. all right, well, their budget sucked, so that, uh, that was clearly not a they, guy flying. That was a man being pulled on a wire. They are putting Marvel money, or yes. Marvel movie money yes. into their TV shows. Exactly. And well, it looks that way. And it pays off. Yeah. It completely yeah. pays off. Yeah, I, I think that was the biggest differentiator was it just there was always this lower ceiling for how good it could look in a TV show and in a movie you just knew that okay there's that much more that we can do visually mm-hmm. and now that that is less of the case I'm not saying it's even but it's certainly less of the case to me that's a, that's a really encouraging piece for the TV show so mm-hmm. lean into that let's see let's see more of that that's great yep, absolutely yeah so, what to like tie this in a bow? Yep. What character yep. out of all all the characters would you want to get their own TV show? Star Wars specifically. Yes, we'll stick with Star Wars because that's kind of what we're on right okay. now. Okay. Okay. If you've got one, you go first. I'm gonna point it out a little bit. I do not have one off the top of my head. Okay. That's because okay. you know I took. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. That's a great question. That's a really, really. I would, I would honestly probably go the prequel route, and I would. They're doing an Obi Wan show. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. You anything with Ewan McGregor, I will eat up. Yeah. But yep. I'm thinking more. I think it'd be cool to see Mace Window with Mace Windows. Yeah. <laughs> you can see through him. He looks like glass. Um, Mace Windu. I think it'd be really cool to see okay. like a prequel showing him how he got to the the purple lightsaber. Because okay. there's that's a really cool story from okay. what I know. Sure. And also anything to 
do with the lightsaber creation because mm. we don't that's talked about but you never right. get a real in-depth look of how that's made and i think that'd be really interesting to see like even if it was qui-gon jinn taking obi-wan mm. for the first time to be like okay we're gonna craft your lightsaber today yep and then just watch yeah because i have no idea what that's like sure man what a good question did i give uh, you any help with like prequel thoughts no, that, that's great that's great um one answer that came to mind and I'm kind of annoyed with myself with this answer because I've just gone on a long diatribe about how get away from the original trilogy. But I said all that and I'm going, oh my gosh, I want to see a Darth Vader show. Oh yeah. I heard the Darth Vader comics are amazing. Right? Right? And we have, okay, the end of the prequels, Anakin becomes Darth Vader and then we've got all this time between then and when the original trilogy kicks off, I would love to see him kicking ass and taking names well, in between. I mean, the end of this, you know, the end of Rogue One where he gets his scene. Yeah. Well, those are the incredible. two best scenes in Rogue One. Incredible. Both with Vader. Incredible. Um, I'll take more of that. Yes, please. Do so, you, Do you know what's happening I'm with going the Vader against, comics? I'm going against my own rant, betraying my that's own okay self. One. Thank you. And that's, that's going to be, that's going to be my pick. Second pick would be, and I have no idea how this would work. Let's see some more Chewbacca. Let's just I, just a solo Chewie, right? But I think it would get really annoying really fast. He needs just, like a short. Yep. He needs shorts. Yep. Um. Yep. Just give him a forty minutes. You know, it's it's all subtitled. It's probably not nearly what you'd want it to be. Um. So. With Vader, do you know anything about the like the Marvel comic run? No, I know they exist. I know I want to read them. So and that's, that's all. Like I know. the original arc right. or the uh, the first or the arc that i know about yeah it's him hunting jedi of course that's what it is of he's course. hunting down the remainder of the jedis mm -hmm. and you also see that battle from light and dark because there's this cool like panel okay. where it's uh if he would have chose uh to save mace instead yep. of killing him and it should yeah and that you see that whole interaction too the and equivalent then, of Peter Quill hitting Thanos in the face, by the way. Like when the Infinity Gun oh, yeah, was yeah. almost off. Like, same... Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think uh, that's, that's about it for us today. It's good stuff. Any guys. any final thoughts? Um, loved it. A lot of good topics. I think what I've enjoyed the most is that as we've continued to discuss, like, in this hour and just about 15 minutes, it just has been prompting more ideas in my mind of, oh my gosh, we could talk about Which that. is what we want. Oh, yeah, so I'm looking forward. This has been a good first uh, first effort. I'm looking forward to, as we continue to roll, um, diving into more and more topics. There's just so many good things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I know. I think yeah. this is just a big, uh, big wide door that we're going to swing open. I'm just happy for everybody that's listening. Yeah, I am too. How happy must they be? And I can't. Wow. You are literally giving wow. me an excuse to buy more comic books. <laughs> and I'm always up for that because I love, I love picture books. I'm happy to enable. So absolutely, um, absolutely. Thank you guys for uh, listening, and uh, you'll catch us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and then yeah. So make sure you follow our social media pages, and uh, we'll get out to you then. Uh, Godspeed. Peace.